welcome to Just Jesus Lesson 2 today. And the subject of this lesson is justified and righteous in Christ. Say it with me. Justified and righteous in Christ. But before we go any further, let's pray together. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now as we come to this lesson. I pray everyone who listens to this teaching will leave this teaching session knowing that they are justified in Christ, righteous in Christ, with a brand new nature that's completely righteous. I ask this, Father, in Jesus' name, for with the help of the Holy Spirit, help us to get this revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I hope you've got your notes with you. Again, there's would be a set of notes. If you haven't got the notes, it doesn't matter. Always remember, of course, that as you listen to these lessons, that you write down uh, five bullet points. No more. Don't overcomplicate it. Just no more than five bullet points of where the Holy Spirit really uh, impacts your heart with something that's taught, said, or a scripture, whatever it may be or a statement that is made and, and then the things to pray on and also answer the questions at the end of the session uh, you can do it alone you can ask a friend to help you you can converse on the just jesus app there's there's loads of ways you can do this so let's begin this lesson together today hallelujah so again lesson two is justified and righteous in christ jesus and this is so important as we begin because this is a key, key lesson to your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. That righteousness is by faith alone. So let's turn to the introduction and let's read it together. It says this, when you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You are now made right with God. I'll read that again. When you became a Christian, a whole new life started. You are now made right with God. And if you think about it, you know, we, we talk when we, we, we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and if you're a new Christian, you've received and believed the gospel. And if you've been a Christian for many years, you believed in the gospel and you received Christ. And with the message of the gospel is how to be made right with God through Christ Jesus. The problem is, in our journey with the Lord, a lot of the times we convert that message or forget that message or retranslate that message to think that it's by our actions that we are made righteous, that we are justified and made right with God. But we must remember, folks, that our foundation is that we are justified and righteous before God, not by our actions, but through Jesus Christ and faith in him. And that is a key foundation that in Christ we are justified and made righteous. And we'll explain these things in a moment. But it is key that it's not your action it is Christ's action. I'll say that again. It is not our actions. It is Christ's action. And what was his action? He died on a cross and he rose again from the dead. 
And that's how we are justified and made righteous with God when we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And that's key because it's not an actions thing. It's not a works thing. It's not a striving thing. It's a faith in somebody else's work. The work of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection. And we call that in, in Christian circles, we call that the finished work of Jesus Christ. In other words, it's just Jesus. That's who we have faith in and in his finished work. And that's a key foundation for your Christian walk because otherwise what you tend to do when you forget it's by faith, when you forget that it's not by your works, then you begin to replace a righteousness and a justification, a rightness with God based on your actions. And that can cause a lot of frustration in your life. Because I don't know about you as I get older, you know, you look back and you can look back with regret. You can look back at things you would have done differently sometimes. Your actions can be up and down. Your emotions can be up and down. You do good things, you do bad things. You make right choices, you make wrong choices. Well, if our righteousness, if our justification, our rightness with God is based on our choices uh, and our decisions and our emotions and our actions that follow those things, then that's one roller coaster life of a Christian walk, isn't it? Where one day we could be using that as our measurement, we could be right with God and the next day not right with God. No. It, our rightness with God is through Jesus Christ. Now, let's just take uh, an understanding here before we go into the Bible reading section that to prove this point, something's written in the scriptures that's so, so clear. You know, before we read the scriptures, there's one in Romans 3.10. Just mark this down. Romans 3.10, it says this. As it is written, there is none righteous no, not one. I'll say that again. Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous. No, not one. And that's so important because if you notice, this is a declaration of God here that's showing us that no one is righteous before they get saved. That no matter what they did, no matter what works they did, they might have done righteous works, they might have had righteous actions, they might have tried to live holy lives, they might have led religious lives. God declares there is no one righteous. Notice he doesn't say there is no one that does righteous things or right things. Notice it's about who the person is, not what they do. I'll say that again. God is declaring that it's not what, what a person does, it's who a person is. He says no one is righteous. That's a person. That's a human being. That's a state of being. That's the nature of a person. And so no matter what anybody has done from Adam who fell and sin came into this world, there is no one being righteous, no, not one. Nobody 
is able to be that righteous person without sin, which is God's holy standard. It's impossible, folks, no matter what you do. And that's so key because everyone who's born is born in sin. He's born a sinner, as it were, because of nature, not because of their works. So you're born in sin because of a nature you have, the fallen nature from Adam, a sinful nature from Adam, before you've even committed one sinful act. Now that's so important because in Christ, you're righteous by birth, just like in the first Adam, you was a sinner by birth, by nature, before you've even committed one sin, you was already a sinner by your very nature. In the same way, when you're born again, you are justified and righteous before God by your nature, before you've even committed a righteous act. Isn't that wonderful? And that's the way you build your Christian life. So let's continue now with the Bible reading section on your notes and let's read the three scriptures here. Let's read through the three scriptures first and then we'll begin to unpack what these mean. Okay, Romans 3, 24, read with me if you can. Romans 3, 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Let's read that again. It's fantastic. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Notice there, in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he has made him to be for sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And 1 Corinthians 1.30, read with me, but of him are you in Christ Jesus. That's your position, that's who you're in, that's who's in you. Who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. And so you see these two words, justified and righteous. Now these are like brother and sister words in the Greek. They are brother and sister words. They're like a hand in a glove together because both justification and the word righteous are brother and sister words that are talking about righteousness. And we're going to begin to unpack what righteousness is, what justification is, and how they work together. And this is so important for you. So number one, let's just look at the first scripture, Romans 3.24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Again, notice it's in Christ, not in your works, not in your efforts, not in your striving. This is in Jesus Christ. And it is free, justified freely. So before we move on, let's go to the word study just for a second and let's unpack this word justified. It means here to render righteous, see this word righteous, to render righteous as or such as he ought to be. To declare, to pronounce one to be just, to be righteous, such as he ought to be. 
And why does it use this word ought to be? Because that's the way God created Adam and Eve from the beginning. Perfect. And so that's the way mankind should be. It should be right before God. It should have a right standing before God. It should have a righteous nature that's right before God spiritually. But of course, when Adam sinned, he was separated from God spiritually right from the beginning there. And the Bible says we are dead in our sins. And therefore, there's no one righteous, no what, not one. Because again, I really want you to fix in your head that righteousness, which is right standing with God, is your new nature if you're a believer in Jesus Christ first and foremost and so that's key so you have been rendered righteous as you ought to be you have been declared and pronounced and this is where the justified word really comes in because the word for justification or justified is a proclamation word it's almost God who is judge of all has pronounced you in from the court of heaven as it were through the work of Jesus Christ he has pronounced you and declared you righteous now this is so key folks because what we tend to do and what you can tend to do is look at your works and your behavior and your failures and say well they're not righteous so that means i'm not right before god but they are not justified works they're not just works they're not just behavior so therefore i'm not right before god but understand if you remember peter who was on the roof and he says i've touched nothing unclean but god says don't call something unclean that i have made clean and god has made you clean he has declared you clean he has declared you just he has declared and pronounced you righteous as you ought to be not going to be not trying to achieve and some of you listening to this you might trying to achieve a right standing with god a righteousness before god it's not trying it's in the work of christ you have already from god's mouth god's mouth i'll say it again from god's mouth you have been declared and pronounced righteous when you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. That is fact. And it's free. He says being justified freely. This is a free gift of grace. You didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. You didn't warrant it. But your rightness with God. That pronouncement from the judge of all earth and universe and all creation has declared you, has pronounced you, not guilty, has pronounced you righteous freely, which is undeserved, folks. And so you are as you ought to be. I'll let a pause there, because that's amazing. God has made you righteous. He has justified you. He has proclaimed and pronounced you righteous as you ought to be. So that means if God's word is to be taken as it should be, 
you are in Christ as you ought to be. So we're not striving, are we? We shouldn't be striving. We shouldn't be working to be right before God. No, we're right by faith. I'll say that again. We are right by faith in Christ. And so we are supernaturally, spiritually, our new nature is as right, is as righteous as it will ever be. Isn't that amazing? Some people get a picture in their head that when they get to heaven, they're supernaturally, spiritually going to be changed, to be more righteous than they are now. No, you are as righteous as you ought to be now. Fact. Our behaviour sometimes is not. Our, uh, our living of it is sometimes not. Our thinking and beliefs and attitudes and behaviours sometimes are not. But supernaturally and spiritually in your new nature, you're as righteous as you're ever going to be because, as we'll find out in a minute, it is the righteousness of Christ himself. And so when you look at the word justification, it is a word of proclamation and you are pronounced as something by God himself. That, that is so powerful. The word freely there means, if you look at your word section, means undeserved and without a cause, which proves again it's something that is by his grace. And it says, justified freely by his grace, not your grace, not people's grace. Some people will never forget, uh, help you forget the things you've done. And that's why we've got to understand, like your first lesson, you're a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. People might never help you or let you uh, forget your mistakes. Your brain, your memories will never sometimes let you forget your mistakes. The accuser, the devil, will try and bring up your mistakes all the time. But I really want you at this point in time, folks who are listening to me, to understand that you are now righteous before God. You've been declared so by God. And it's not based on your works or your past or your regrets or how you feel. It's based on Jesus Christ, just Jesus, as you've placed your faith in him. That's so powerful. The second scripture, it begins to marry up the justified aspect, which is the pronouncement of righteousness, with who you are by nature. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says this, For he has made him, that's Jesus, to be sin for us. That's his offering. He's an offering of sin on the cross who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, in Christ. Notice these terms all the time, in Christ. Read that scripture with me right now. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he has made him to be sin for us, or a sin offering for us, who knew no sin, because he was sinless, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And that's so powerful because where justification pronounces us righteous, where God justifies us, 
He's like on his throne, and as judge, he pronounces and he proclaims, we are now righteous in Christ as we ought to be. It's done. God is not pronouncing something, and this is where justification and righteousness come together. Because, folks, God is not pretending. I'll say that again. God is not pretending when it comes to you. He, he isn't kind of picturing, oh, that's the way you should be. And because and Jesus died, and he, of course he's sitting next to the Father in heaven, so I'll pretend you're righteous, so I'll declare you're righteous. He's, he doesn't pronounce us justified and declare us righteous and right standing with God as a pretending he is able to proclaim that's justification he's able to justify justify us and proclaim us righteous not in pretending because he has made us actually righteous god doesn't have to pretend it isn't like sometimes we get the picture where Jesus is standing in front. We're such rotters. We're such sinners. And therefore God is, sees Jesus in front of us and the nails scar pierced hands and says, all right then, you're righteous in Christ. Our righteousness in Christ means we have a new righteous, actually righteous nature now from the moment we was born again. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew not sin. So he made Christ to be an offering of sin for us, that we who believe might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's who we have been made to be. We've been constructed in our spirit, in our new nature to be. So your new nature is always righteous. Your new nature is always in right standing before God. The trouble is sometimes we try and get our feelings, you see. We try, sorry, we try and get our beliefs and our our feelings to follow our kind of kind of kind of meet together and we say well if i feel like i'm a sinner if i feel like i'm not right before god then that's what i'm going to believe and there's millions of christians right now who believe they're not righteous because of the way they feel because of regret because of guilt but our righteousness is based on Christ. Our justification is based on Christ. And our feelings and our mentality has to meet up with our beliefs, not the other way around. If you've got it in your Christian life where you'll get it the other way around, where your beliefs meet up to your feelings, then you will have this roller coaster ride of a Christianity. But notice he has made you, he has made you the righteousness of God in him. So, why am I saying here that your new nature is completely righteous, 
really and actually righteous and in right standing before God. So therefore, because you've been made righteous, God proclaims and pronounces you righteous. You see, that's how justification and righteousness work together. He makes you actually righteous when you believe on Jesus Christ through the work of Jesus Christ. And because he makes you actually righteous in right standing before God forever, then God can proclaim you to be righteous as you ought to be. And he pronounces you as such because he isn't pretending it has actually happened. So when we share things like, oh, I'm a sinner saved by grace, that is true. That's testimonial. We can look to our past and say, yes, I was a sinner. But we cannot now proclaim ourselves as horrible sinners, not right before God, now we're saved. We might do things that are sin, absolutely. And we need to say sorry, we need to put right, and we need to live out the righteous nature that's now in us through our behaviour. But the foundation has to come first. Because what you believe, you will live. I'll say that again, what you believe, you will live. So if you believe yourself to be righteous as you ought to be, if you believe you've been justified and pronounced righteous, if you believe you've actually been made righteous through the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus, then you will live righteously in through your actions and behaviour more and more as you acknowledge it. That's the key, folks. Hallelujah. And so sometimes in churchianity, it's the opposite way around. You're told how horrible you are. You're told how failing you are. You're told how you're missing the mark. You're not committed enough, etc., etc. And then you're given five steps, 10 steps, 14 steps, and even 20 steps to live righteously before God when you've actually already been made righteous according to the scripture. He says that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And the reason he says might be made is whether you believe on Jesus or not. That is the key point. And if you have believed on Jesus, you are now righteous. But notice something. Whose righteousness? I'll say that again, a big question mark. Whose righteousness? Our righteousness? A certain level of measurement of righteousness? Whose righteousness do we now possess? God's own righteousness. Some people couldn't take that. But that's what the scripture says. It's God's own righteousness that we now possess as believers. Now, if it's God's own righteousness that we possess, is God's righteousness at 70%? No. Is God's righteousness at 80%? No. Is God's righteousness at 90%? No, God's righteousness is always at 100% if we can put it in mathematical terms. Guess what? Because you have his righteousness, how much 
is your righteousness percentage-wise? 60, 70, or 80 if you've had a good week, but 50 if you've had a bad week in your behaviour? Or is it 100% because it's God's own righteousness? Folks, it's 100%, 100% of the time, always, because it's God's own righteousness. So your justification, which is the pronouncement of your righteousness, as you ought to be, and your righteous nature that's inside of you is always 100% righteous. Let's just go to the word study section for a moment and let's see how the Greek puts this word righteous. It means this, a state acceptable to God which becomes a sinner's possession through that faith which embraces the grace of God offered him in the death of Jesus Christ. I'll read that again. Read it with me. Made righteous means the state acceptable to God, which becomes a sinner's possession. You possess it, folks. You possess God's own righteousness, God's own right standing. Hallelujah. Through faith, not by your works. It embraces the grace of God offered to him through the death of Jesus Christ. Now, that's what you've done when you believed on Jesus. You possess that righteousness. It's not on account somewhere in heaven. You're not going to get to heaven and make a withdrawal of the 100% of righteousness. You're not going to make a withdrawal of a state acceptable to God. I want you to understand right now that your state is acceptable to God. You're already in a state of being that's acceptable to God through faith in Jesus Christ. That is fact. You're not going to become more righteous as you get to heaven. Your new nature in, the, in, in Christ, in his finished work, is already in a place that is acceptable to God. So God accepts you because you're in Christ Jesus. Now, this word in the Greek is what's known as the oris passive indicative. It might sound complicated, it's really not. An oris passive indicative when it says made righteous and justified. The word oris is basically past tense in most cases. That means because of an action in the past, you have now passively received something. An indicative mean, if I pronounce it right, it means a statement of fact that never needs repeating. So it's important to realise that when you believed on Jesus Christ in his action in the past of his death and resurrection, you passively received. What does that mean? There's nothing you could do to receive it in your own power and strength and all, nor your works. You passively received it, which means it was a gift into you and you possessed it. And it's indicative, meaning it's a statement of fact, never needs repeating. So it's a statement of fact when I say to you, you are justified, 
You are righteous and God has pronounced you as so. That is fact. It doesn't need repeating. What does that mean? You don't have to kind of think, well, because I failed in areas, that means my righteous level has gone down a bit, so now I need to get my righteous levels back up again. No, it never needs repeating. You're always justified, you're always righteous and acceptable to God in Christ. And that's the key. If you're not a believer and you're watching this, it's a key to believe on Jesus Christ and you receive it by grace and by gift. Praise the Lord. So, let's go to the explanations section of the notes. And let's read through this together. The first reality for a Christian is that your nature before salvation was not right before God, but in Christ now is. The Christian is right before God in two facets. Firstly, your very spiritual nature is now Christ's nature, so that you are right and righteous before God as Christ is right. Because it's his righteousness. I'll say that again. Your very spiritual nature is now Christ's nature. It's Christ's righteousness. So that now you are right before God as Christ is right. That's so powerful, folks. Not by our works, by his grace. And by the finished work of Christ. The second facet is a legal pronouncement of a not guilty verdict, which shows, it shows now, hallelujah, that though the devil accuses us, we are not guilty before God. It's a not guilty verdict, and he has pronounced us righteous, and it's declared for all time. Does a believer deserve the righteous nature? The answer is no. This righteous standing and nature is purely undeserved, but granted as a gift by the grace of God in Christ. But this righteous is not a declaration, just a declaration from God, but is now your inherent nature. It is his very own righteousness, just like Christ's. And that's so powerful. And I really want you to think on those things because it will change the way you pray. It will change the way you come to church. It will change, the you know, even when you sin. And we do sin, don't we? Instead of hiding for God or the church for two weeks or two months or backsliding or going away, we won't need to because we know that he has made us right with God. And we can say our sorries, we can change our behaviours, we can put a stop to sinful practices, and we know we can do it with his power and strength in us because we have a righteous nature in us. Hallelujah. So let's now turn to the more scriptures uh, section on the notes. And there's a lot of scriptures there, so I'm just going to read through some of the scriptures here. Romans 1.17 Let's go to Romans 1, 17 first. Okay, I'll let you just find that. There's quite a few in Romans. Romans 1, 17. Let's just turn to that. 
Hallelujah. Okay, and it says this. Again, connecting in these verses, justify the pronouncements of righteousness actually with your nature of righteousness. For therein the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the justified, the ones who've been pronounced just, the ones who've been pronounced righteous shall live by faith. So our very life as a justified and righteous person is one of faith. It's not one of works. It's one of faith. We have to believe this. We live by this kind of faith, folks. It's so important. Hallelujah. Let's just go to Romans 3 for a minute. Romans 3, and there's a few verses here. Romans 3, uh, 20, 26 and 28. Okay, let's track through this. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified, pronounced righteous, in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Let's go to verse 26. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth on Jesus. So we see two verses here that talk about justified and, and talk about righteousness. Again, a hand in a glove situation. And we see clearly it's by faith, by believing in Jesus Christ. Verse 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. That's so powerful, isn't it? Without the deeds of the law. So we don't have to have a lawish Christianity where we are striving in our own efforts. Our starting point is a nature of righteousness and our starting point is, is that we have been pronounced justified and righteous by God because of our faith in Christ. Romans 4 verse 2. For if Abraham was justified by works... He had where to glory, but not before God. So that's why it's by grace and faith, folks. Because God doesn't want us to glory in our own works. He needs us to understand that we have possessed a righteousness by faith because of Christ and his work. Romans 5, verse 1 and 9. Therefore, being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So this justification, our right standing with God, because of our faith in Christ, has now brought us peace. And that's another subject in itself. Peace with God. Not feeling that we're going to be judged and condemned to hell by God any longer. We have complete peace with God once and for all. Verse 9. It says, much more than being now justified. See that word now, justified? By his blood. This is the way Christ has brought this righteousness and brought about this pronouncement of righteousness on our lives by the shedding of his blood. We shall be saved from wrath 
through him. And so we have nothing to be, we don't go to heaven thinking, well, does God see me okay? Does God accept me? Or when I go before him, is he going to condemn me? No, as Christians, you can be completely confident because you are now righteous and legally from heaven, pronounced so from God himself already. So when you meet God in heaven, you will not be fearful of wrath and judgment. It will be a joy as you enter heaven as your home. Hallelujah. Romans 8.30. Romans 8.30. Let's go to that for a few moments. Please read these scriptures with me. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. He has called you to be a justified person. He has called you to be a righteous person. And folks, he has called you. And he has provided the way through the blood of Christ. And he's provided the gift of faith for you to believe in. So it is done. Hallelujah. God has made no mistake when it comes to you. Say it out loud. God has not made a mistake with me. I am righteous. He has called me to, and he has pronounced it so. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go on to 1 Corinthians 6. Okay, let's just flip through these verses a few moments. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11. And such were some of you, but you are, notice, are washed, you are sanctified, and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit has a part to play in this justification because Christ died 2,000 years ago and he rose again 2,000 years ago or more. But it's the Holy Spirit from the moment 2,000 odd years later and for many thousands of years to come, if the world lasts that long, that anybody who believes in Jesus Christ, that justification and righteous finished work of Christ is actually becomes your possession because the Holy Spirit indwells you and makes your new nature. That's what we mean by being born again. He's the one, the Holy Spirit, who actually makes it manifest within you. Praise the Lord. Galatians 2 now. Galatians 2. Galatians 2.16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by faith of Christ, not by works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. So it's so clear, folks, it's not by the works of the law that we can achieve. It's not by religious works. It's not by the works of the law, the Mosaic law either, because a lot of Christians tend to go to that to be made righteous. No, no, folks. Paul clearly says that we are not justified that way. Galatians 3.8 says, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, 
preached beforehand the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in, in thee, and all the nations shall be blessed. So again, faith is the requirement, and it's faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 4. Christ has become non-effect unto you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. What is he saying here? Look, if you want to be justified by works of the law, then what you're doing is you're going to live that out in your life and you're going to be striving. And this church was beginning to strive with works, getting confused, getting upset, battle within their own conscience because they began to try and live by law and works and striving rather than by what God has done in justification by faith. So my encouragement to you folks is walk and live by faith, meaning you realise you are righteous and have been pronounced so. Hallelujah. And let's just go as a, a Titus 3.7. I just ask you to read that yourself, but I just want to quickly, before we sum up today, go to James 2 and 21. James 2 and 21. It says this, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar? 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only? And then it says in 25, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she received the messengers and had sent them out another way? And this becomes kind of confusing, confusing because you've got James here, and I really wanted to point this out, James saying, yes, Abraham did things of faith, but wasn't he, didn't he have actions to it as well that caused him to be justified and made righteous? But we've got to understand the difference between works of strife, works of achieving, works of the law, versus the kind of works that is being mentioned here. Because if you read a little bit before it, it's quite interesting what it begins to say. It begins to talk about basically in verse 19 what this kind of belief he's talking about that doesn't justify versus a belief and faith that just justify he says thou believest that there is one god thou doest well the devils also believe and tremble but will thou know vain man so he's not talking about born again people here that faith without works is dead and then he starts to talk about abraham he's connecting the fact that they had a certain demons believe that there's a god they they know the god exists just like many people say well i believe there's a god you see so they, that faith alone, that kind of belief system doesn't save anybody, doesn't justify anybody. So what James is saying here, there has to be a salvation kind of action faith where you actively believe in Jesus Christ as saviour. And it's that kind of work he's talking about. It's known in scripture as called the works of faith, the work of faith. You're actively, not like the demons, believe, oh yeah, there's a God. Just not like people who say, yeah, I believe there's a God. It's an active faith and you're actively believing in Jesus Christ. So 
let's just go to the apply section now. And the apply section says this. Do not listen to the guilt that the devil tries to remind of you, uh, you of suggesting to you that you're no better now than you was before. Let Christ's work that has made you righteous be the guide for your life. Now, there's also two questions here that you can begin to answer. And the questions are, question one, why do you think Christians still feel not in right standing with God? Why do you feel, why do you think Christians still feel not in right standing with God? And question two, what do you think are the results of a Christian who lives according to guilt? So I hope this, that's been an encouraging lesson to you. And until next time on Just Jesus, God bless you.